Hello, 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 and welcome back to The Better Hustle with Brittany Anderson, a guaranteed way to leave a legacy. Of course, I am your one and only host, Brittany Anderson, and today I am super excited to bring to you the topic of building a strong culture, okay? But first, I think it is very important for me to tell you just how hard I have tried to deliver this information to y'all, okay? Got a new MacBook Pro yesterday. Apparently, you cannot record a podcast that is over five minutes long using Safari. So I have recorded five minutes of this podcast five different times to try to figure out what the issue is, okay? But now I just realized you have to use Google Chrome. So now that I have put 25 minutes into this podcast, it's only gonna be a total of 15 minutes, but we're gonna get it right this time because this information is so valuable and so important to you that I jumped through all of the rings of fire to try to bring you guys this valuable information, okay? But we have got, we've got the problem solved, we are on the right track, and we are just gonna rock and roll with this thing because this is going to be very, powerful if you are looking to build a long-term sustainable business, okay? Anybody can bring people in, but how how long can you get them to stay? How loved can you make them feel? How important and valuable can you make them feel? And how much can you make them realize that their presence matters? Them being a part of your organization changes your organization and makes your organization more powerful, okay? So today, we are going to be talking about building a strong culture, okay? Tip number one that I have for you is you need to set boundaries and standards of your organization, okay? I'm telling you now, if you do not create culture, somebody else is going to come in and create it for you. Hopefully, it's not a little terrorist with a negative mindset that just wants to see your business go up in flames and crumble, but it just might be. So the first thing that I need you to do, listen, if you are hearing this before you have an organization, you deserve a round of applause and you are in the best place possible. If you are a team of one, because you're never a team of none, because you are a person. So even if you are a team of one right now, I need you to write this stuff down and I need you to create standards and boundaries for your organization. For us, a few of the standards that we have is there is a zero tolerance policy for bullying. There is a zero tolerance policy for drama. There is a zero tolerance policy for stealing other people's leads. Those are standards. Those are boundaries that we have set that if you break them, it's done. Okay? You do not get to come in and bully other people and push them around and try to do whatever it is. You know, there is no space for you to manipulate other people in our organization. It's not a thing. And honestly, we don't have an issue with it because we don't attract those types of people. Okay. Yes, we're all human. Yes, we all have bad days, whatever else may be, but we have set boundaries and standards. And when people come in, we say, Hey, these are the boundaries. These are the rules. These are the standards. This is how things are going to run. If that's not cool with you, this is not the organization for you. And that is totally fine. Okay. So decide what boundaries and standards you are going to set for your organization that you want everybody to abide by. And that includes you. Okay. You do not get a pass. You do not get to walk around the boundaries or push the standards a little bit just because you are a leader. Okay. You need to set boundaries and standards that your entire organization can abide by, including you. Okay. Tip number two that I have for you. For me, this is total common sense, but honestly, a lot of people are not doing it or else their team retention would be much higher. Okay. Tip number two is you need to know your people. 
Okay. You need to know who they are just beyond their little profile photo or just behind their ranks and their numbers beyond their ranks and numbers in your back office. Okay. Know your people. You should know their names. You should know their spouse's names. You should know their kids. You should know their pets. You should know their favorite color, their favorite flower, like get to know your people. Why are they, why are they here? What are their goals? What is their mission? What are they trying to do? What is their love language? What is their personality color? If you don't know your team member's personality colors, you do not know how to talk to them. Okay? You have to approach somebody who is dominantly yellow different than you have to approach somebody who is dominantly red or dominantly green or dominantly blue. Okay? So when people are joining your organization, send them a personality color test so you know how to talk to them. You know how to love them. You know how to coach them. You know how to lead them in the best way possible that speaks directly to their soul. Okay? One of the tips that I have for you guys on this as well is I send a survey out to every single new member in our organization. And it asks the questions like, what is your name? What is your preferred nickname? What is your Facebook name? That way I can connect the two and make sure I have the right person. What is your spouse's name? What is your kid's name? What is your favorite flower? What is your favorite color? What is your favorite hobby? All of these types of things. Why are you here? What is your goals? What are your income goals? Have you ever done anything like this before? Like get to know your people. I'm not asking you to memorize the information of a hundred, a thousand, five hundred, five thousand, five hundred thousand, a hundred thousand, ten thousand people that may be in your organization that ask you to memorize it and collect it in your little brain Rolodex, okay? But what I'm asking you to do is to have the information in a way that you can access it. Because how powerful is it if somebody has a family member pass away that you can literally go to that survey and you can send them a bouquet of their favorite flowers, Instead of just sending daisies or roses or whatever, you can send them a bouquet of tulips because that's their favorite flower. You're not a magician. You didn't make it up. You didn't just memorize it. You had a resource that you could go to to show people that you know them on an entirely different level. Okay, if that just like blew your mind, screenshot this podcast, share it in your stories and tag me at BA Boss Babe. I would love your feedback, of course, okay? The next tip rolls right to the next level of knowing your people is love your people. I mean, genuinely love your people. Listen, there are going to be stubborn people. There are going to be people that have no patience. There are gonna be underdeveloped people, but I promise you, their heart is going to be good. Their intentions are going to be good. They just need to be loved. They need to be nurtured. They need to be coached. They need to be led. They need to be trained. They need to be taught how to run a successful business online. A lot of people that are joining your organization have maybe never, ever done this before. So things that are second nature or things that are common sense to you aren't second nature and aren't common sense to them. Like to me, I've been doing network marketing for so long that it is common sense to me that you do not just put your link on your Facebook page. But if you've never been coached and you've never been taught and you've never done network marketing and you have no clue what attraction marketing is, why wouldn't you put your link? It's the fastest way to get somebody to your website. But you know how the attraction marketing process works. Your new people may not. So don't assume that anything is known. Don't assume that anything is second nature. Don't assume that they know anything. Get to know your people and love on them through their entire journey from day one. And the more that you get to know about them, the more that you have the ability and the power and the tools to truly love your people for who they are. 
because then they start to trust you. Then they start to talk about their personal life. Then they start to talk about their goals and their dreams below the surface. But when people come in, no matter how rough around the edges they are, no matter how polished they look, no matter how successful or unsuccessful they may appear, you need to love them wherever they are at because loving people exactly as they are, even if they feel lost, even if they feel broken, even if they feel not good enough, if you love people where they are, but also show them their greatness and show them that they can become better and show them that they are worthy of a life that they get to design, that they are worthy of a life that is bigger than something they have ever experienced before, you will have an impact on their life like you could have never imagined. Because I will tell you, When my mentor loved me exactly where I was at when I started this business, she has 100% hands down changed my entire life because she believed in me before I believed in myself. She loved me before I loved myself. She loved my family more than I had the capacity to love my family because of my lack of self-love. So if you can come in and you can have that impact on people by just loving them where they are at, you will forever change their life forever. Okay, so set those boundaries and standards, know your people, love your people. And tip number four, y'all, this is going to be tough for some of you because I know it was tough for me because it includes admitting that you were wrong, which means being willing to apologize when you make a mistake. Okay, this is hard for everybody, whether it's your relationship, a friendship, a business relationship, it doesn't matter. We're all human and it sucks to have to admit that you were wrong. It sucks that maybe you delivered information in a not professional or not, I don't know, like just kind of a rough around the edges type of way, okay? But you have to be willing to apologize for mistakes that you have made. This will allow people to trust you on entirely on an entirely different level. This will allow you to build stronger relationships than ever before, okay? And I think the hardest part of this is that it's not always about the intentions. You could have good intentions and still need to apologize to people. Like my intention wasn't to make you feel less than. My intention wasn't to make you feel sad. My intention wasn't to make you feel small. My intentions by posting the leaderboard was to show you what was possible. But If you make people feel small in the process, you make people feel disempowered in the process. It doesn't mean that your heart was unpure. It doesn't mean that your intentions were dark. It just means that you have still offended somebody and their feelings are still valid. So no matter how successful you are, no matter how many people's lives you have changed, you still have to be willing to swallow your pride and apologize. Like, I'm so sorry that I made you feel that way. Of course, you know that that was not my intention at all. My intention was to show you, look at the possibilities. You can do this too. Look at the volume that's being produced. This is how massive our product is. This is how life-changing our company is. This is how powerful the, the network marketing profession is. That was what I was trying to show you. I wasn't trying to make you feel small because you're not at that level but an apology is still deserved. And I will tell you, if you are able to swallow your pride and you are able to apologize for things, no matter what your intentions were or were not, that it will make a difference to people. It will make them feel like you actually care. 
It will make them feel more empowered to be honest with you and to express their feelings to you. Because if you brush off people's feelings when they come to you to have a courageous conversation, the longer you brush off people, the less and less and less they will talk to you, the less and less and less they will trust you. They'll just start bottling things up. They'll start shoving things down and they'll slowly just start stepping out of the business. Because I will tell you, when people quit, they don't say I quit. 99% of people that don't quit or that quit don't say I quit. They just stop talking. They just slowly back away. They pull out of the groups. They pull out of the chats. They just get a little bit quiet. They just stop being involved little by little by little, okay? So be willing to apologize because it will build an entirely different level of trust. And then when something else comes around that you're like, I'm not really sure what her intentions were with that. They feel comfortable to come to you and say, I'm feeling some type of way about this. Can you please share with me what your intentions were? Because I'm feeling some type of way about it, but I know your heart and I wanted to give you the opportunity to kind of have this courageous conversation of like, what was the point of this? Or was this supposed to inspire us? Or what was the point? I'm feeling they will just be more open and willing to have courageous conversations with you, which will change your entire organization when people know that they can trust you and have those tough conversations with you. Okay, so tip number four is be willing to apologize, swallow that pride and just get it on over with, girl. Okay, tip number five. This was something that I massively, massively changed last month and saw an entirely different spark, a different shift in an entirely different organization show up last month. And it was so, so powerful. Tip number five to building a strong culture is recognition beyond your top leaders. Okay, your top five, 10, 15 people, they know they're good. They know they're working hard. They know they're making an impact. They know they're making good money, all of those things. But what if we could empower the top 90 to top 100 or the top 50 to the top 75 or the top 100 to the top 150? Like, think about who is working, who is showing up, who is hustling and going all in that you aren't recognizing. Like, I started pulling reports and I started recognizing people for being the top in volume, but it was only the top in volume for the people who had joined over the last 60 days. So I didn't even give them the opportunity to compare their success to the success of people who have been here for two years. Because no matter how often we post the leaderboards to empower people and to show them what's possible and to do all of those things, it still discourages and disempowers a certain amount of people as well. So what can I do to kind of counterbalance that? I can start giving recognition to people that are beyond the top 10 or beyond the top 50. So I started doing recognition for the top and new customers, the top and smart ships, the top and new promoters, but only for the people who had joined in the last 30, 60, and 90 days. And then I started recognizing people that were the next people to hit a thousand in volume. The next people to hit 1,500 in volume. Yes, we have people doing 70, 80, 90, 100 plus thousand dollars a month. And I recognize them. I love them and I appreciate them. But what about the up and coming leaders? What about the people that are almost to 1,000 in volume? Like they are so close and they just need to be seen. They just need to be heard. They just need to be recognized. What about those people that are coming in and are blasting through those fast start bonuses? 
Like, what about those people that are coming in and they sign and in the next five minutes they have their first customer? I'm reaching out to them. I'm loving on them. I'm sending them a video. Like, girl, I know you just joined five minutes ago and you already have your first new customer. I am so proud of you. You are amazing. And I have your name written down because I feel like I'm going to need to be very familiar with your name because you are going to smash this business. So proud of you. Like that is a way to show people that they are seen, run reports, post leaderboards, send messages, send voice clips, send videos, do something to let your people know that they are seen on an individual personal basis. Okay. So recognize people beyond your top leaders. Find reports in your back office that you can pull that will highlight people that are not just the top 10 in volume on your entire organization. Find different things. Top in new volume, top in smart ships, top in new customers. Maybe it's just they've hit your, like I said, they've hit your fast start bonuses. They've earned cash bonuses or they've hit a, a bonus that you have available every single month. I don't know if your company has those, but ours does. Okay. So recognize people that are beyond the top 10, 15, 20, 50, whatever, depending on the size of your organization and volume and recognize other people that are up and coming leaders and find ways to empower those new people that are running in your organization. Okay. So recognition beyond the top leaders. Two more tips here for you guys. Tip number six is don't be a pushover. If you want to set boundaries and standards for your organization and you want people to respect them, do not be a pushover. Okay. I'm going to give you a little line, a little phrase, a little tip, a little, whatever you want to call it, that is going to help you decide on this line. Like, should I do this or am I being a pushover? Okay. And that question for, or that not question, I guess the phrase that I use to make decisions in our organization is do not do for one person what you would not do for a thousand, which may sound a little bit crazy if you've got five people on your team. Okay. But listen, word of mouth travels fast. If you make an exception or an excuse for one person, They're going to tell somebody and somebody else is going to expect the same treatment and somebody else is going to expect the same treatment and somebody else is going to expect the same treatment. So before long, you have 15 people in your organization that are all expecting this little shortcut or this little handout or this little exception that you made for Sally. Okay, so don't do for one person what you wouldn't do for a thousand. Okay, one of my examples is free product. Oh, I don't have the money to be able to to try that flavor. Can you send me a free packet? No. Why? Because if I send you a free packet, I have to send a free packet to the 500 plus people that are in this organization because I don't do something for one person that I wouldn't do for a thousand. Okay, and I know that may seem simple. That may seem silly, but I promise you word of mouth on coupons and good deals travels fast. Okay, how can I send a free packet to somebody who can't afford it, but then not send a free packet to my top leader who has been busting her tail for two and a half years? It doesn't make sense. Don't do for one person what you wouldn't do for a thousand. Like, oh, I didn't mean to steal that customer. It was an accident. I thought, I thought, I thought, I thought. No, there is no exceptions to the rule. I will not let one person steal a customer. I'm definitely not going to let a thousand people steal a customer, okay? So my rule for not being a pushover, because this has happened to me a lot in the past, I have been walked all over in relationships and friendships and all sorts of areas of my life. So my motto, I guess you could call it, is don't do for one person what you wouldn't do for a thousand. And that is how I make decisions 
on how I lead our organization. If I do this for this one person, would I duplicate this and do it for a thousand people? No. If the answer is no, then don't do it. Okay, so that is my motto that I hope will help you. If you have troubles with being a pushover, your challenge with being a pushover, that has been a big challenge for me in the past. We are working on it and moving forward. So don't do for one what you wouldn't do for a thousand. Okay, my last tip for you on really, really building a strong culture in your organization. Okay, there are a lot of times that the lines between friend and leader get very, very blurry. Like, you don't even know where one starts and one ends, okay? I'm guilty of it. It's fine. You can be friends with people in your organization, okay? But I will tell you something that has been very, very helpful for me, okay? Because people will come to me and they will say, oh, I can't run the business. Like, I just, I can't do this. Like, my relationship is this. Our bills are past due. The kids are homeschooling. Life is crazy. I have all of these things juggling. I just lost a family member. Like, all of this stuff is happening. I just can't. And some of you immediately go into coaching mode. Like you have to show up. You have to be consistent. Just go after it. Everybody has something going on. Just go with it. Just flow with it. Just get into it. Just go live. Just go do it. Go message people. Get into action. Do this. Do that. When all they actually wanted was a friend to listen. So they feel like you have invalidated their feelings. You feel like their life and their situation doesn't matter to you. They feel all sorts of types of way because you went straight into coaching mode. Okay. So when people bring personal issues to me or business issues to me, I ask them so I can be very clear on what their needs are so I can best meet them. I say, I totally hear you and I'm more than happy to talk with you. Can you just let me know, are you coming to me as a leader and a mentor or are you coming to me as a friend? I'm fine with whichever answer it is, but I need to know so I can meet your needs appropriately. Are you coming to me as a leader or are you coming to me as a friend? Because then when people pile in all of their personal life and their personal stuff and their personal baggage on you, you can be a friend to them and you can help them heal and you can help them walk through the thought process of like, yes, you just lost a loved one. So is it better for you and your heart and your healing to get back right into business Or is it better for your mental health and your heart and your journey to take a step back for a second and process your loss instead of just going right into coach, 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 lead, 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 train, 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 do, do, do. Give them the opportunity to let you know what they need. And maybe they need both. If they decide that they need both, I always lead with the friendship side first and have that conversation. And then I ask them, Are you ready to jump back into the business or do you need some time to process? Okay, so just ask people, am I wearing my leader and mentor hat right now or am I wearing my friend hat right now? I just need to know so I can best serve you. And I promise you, people will respect you on a different level. They will trust you on a different level. You will build relationships so much faster if they know they can come to you and say, hey, Brittany, I just need a listening ear. I don't need a solution. I don't want to talk it out. I don't want you to coach me. I just need to unleash all of the stress for a second. Then I'm going to go back to what I'm doing. I appreciate you. Okay, so those are my seven tips to you on building a strong culture 
work them in one by one, improve them one by one. And I promise you will see an entirely different organization before you in the next 365 days. Okay. So I love you guys. I appreciate you. If you got any value from this podcast, which I'm pretty sure you did, unless you are like a culture building queen, go ahead and screenshot this tag me at BA boss babe. And I would love for you guys to drop in your Instagram stories, your biggest takeaway from this entire podcast. So I can see what is best serving you. All right. I love you. I appreciate you. This is Brittany Anderson. Hashtag. Be a boss babe signing off, and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.